We're in the third week of this series called Love Does, and uh, excited that it's Easter because there's no greater love and action than, of course, what Jesus did for us. And we've been saying over the last couple weeks, it's interesting when you use the word love because in the English language, it, it really doesn't do a good job breaking down the layers of love. We've said, you know, some people say, I love coffee, and yet we use that same word to describe, I love my kids. But hopefully there's some degree of separation in those two tiers. And, uh, but love is interesting. When you think about the term of love, love, love is an action. We've heard that before. Some people say love is a verb. It's something that shows action. I think to love something, uh, it demands a response in our life. Love does do that. We saw in John 3, 16, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The result of God's love was maximum sacrifice. The, the result of God, he had so much love for God so loved the world, he took action. He had so much love in him that it caused him to do something. And I believe as Christians, we're called to live that way, that we have so much love, and that love that we have causes us to take action and go make a difference. And so the result of his love was maximum effort. What I love about this scripture is it says that uh, for God so loved the world. It didn't say for God so loved Christians, for God so loved church members, for God so loved this person group or this people type. No, it was saying that he loved everybody. If you're in the world, we love you. I, I love you. That's what he's saying. It's like, I'm for you. I'm giving everything for everybody. Are you with me? John 13, 35, we talked about how it says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Speaking of Christians, by this, you will know, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you what? If you love one another. If we show, if our love has action, there's not going to be any speeches or real, real you know, sermons and all of these catchphrases. It's like, hey, the world's going to get it that God is real and he's alive by the love that we show toward one another. Are you with me? Uh, it's to be Christ-like. For God so loved the world, he took action. To call ourselves Christian is to be a Christian. It's to be like Christ. Like you look at somebody, you say, oh, they're so like Christ. They're a Christian. And so, and so that's us. Is, is, is if you're in this room and you've made Christ the Lord of your life and you're saying, I'm, I'm living the way God called me to live, we have to push on in love. Love shows action. Amen. We said there's three ways that you can tell what you love. Uh, the first thing is what you witness about. Uh, so what you're talking about, what you're always saying, what you're influencing people with, what you're talking about is a way that you can tell what somebody loves. Another one is what we put our wealth into. Scripture says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Uh, somebody have said it to me, uh, show me your bank statement and I'll show you what you love. And it's okay to have money and spend money on things and God wants you blessed, but the scripture says you seek first the kingdom of God. If we love God and his kingdom, it gets put first. And so wealth is a way to tell that you love. And then the other one is in our time. Same thing could be said, show me your calendar and I'll show you what you love. We spend time with what we love. So we should spend time in the things of God, in the ways of God, in the house of God, in serving God. Are you with me? And so those are love in action. And what I love about our God, what I love about God is he's not an angry lightning bolt throwing God. He's not a God who uh, you feel less than and, 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 and you, you, you walk lightly. And you, we actually serve a God who gave us everything and calls us into action. He believes in us. So we have a God who sent his one and only son so that we could be set free, so that we could be empowered to go make a difference. Are you with me? Uh, John chapter 14, verse 12, we shared, talks about this. It says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me 
will do greater, will do, <laughs> let me read off here. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to be with the Father. So Jesus is saying, look, remember when we healed people? Remember when I raised them from the dead? Remember when we saw this happen and this happened? The good news is because of the cross, because of what I did, now I'm going to be in heaven. But the good news is you can still go do all of that. The love that's been given is on the inside of you. You can go do something with that. You And so we have a God who's empowered us to change the world and make a difference and shine our light. Are you with me? Easter is the ultimate love story. It's everything. It's everything. It's every movie that we, we, we seek out to be the best and the most inspiring. Easter is that. The message of Easter in the gospel and the resurrection, it's the greatest love story. It's also the greatest hero movie of a person coming and saving us and redeeming his people and buying back. It's the greatest story. Are you with me? It's the biggest victory you could ever talk of in mankind. If you talk about, oh, the, this team and they were a dynasty and a thing or there was these people who did this or whatever you could build up as any kind of human achievement in history doesn't compare to the win that Jesus pulled at Easter. He redeemed us. He saved us. He was raised from the dead. The story is absolutely incredible. And so I wonder if I'm Jesus and I'm looking down 2,000 years later going, man, it's been 2,000 years. I wonder where we've gone with this. I wonder what my people have done with their love and action. I wonder, you know, remember that win where we pulled off the greatest thing in human history, where it's the greatest love story, the greatest hero story, the greatest action, all of this. I wonder what's happening with that now. And he might look down at the Easter season and see what's it all grown to over 2,000 years. Well, it's grown to... We go to church in the morning, we dress up our kids real nice, and we have a good meal, and we call that Easter. Are you with me? After 2,000 years, it's grown, and, and, and Christians have given themselves to this, and now we live it out in a way that we get dressed up real cute, and we take pictures, and we have a nice meal, and then we call it Easter weekend. I wonder if he's like, Easter weekend? How about Easter lifestyle? How about the power of the resurrection every day? Are you with me? I thought about the same thing for the disciples. If love does, if it calls us to action, if it, if it pulls us out of the boat, if it, if it takes us into something great, I wonder how that lived out for the disciples. Last week, we talked about how not only did they desert him, but they fled from him. But after he was raised from the dead and they saw it, they gave their life to it. Their, their love for it called them into the greatest kind of action. Do you know that the disciples, most of them were martyred? Uh, their love in action, when they saw Easter message, when they saw the Easter story, it caused them to give everything. Uh, we know that Doubting Thomas was pierced with a pine spear, tortured with red-hot plates, and burned alive. Philip was tortured and crucified. Matthew was stabbed in the back. James was thrown off the temple a hundred feet, miraculously survived, but then was clubbed to death by the mob. Simon the Zealot was crucified. Peter was crucified upside down by his choice. And John the Baptist, or John was the one who uh, was boiled and didn't die, and they sent him into exile. So I wonder if those guys who, when they experienced and saw the resurrection, and it caused them to live a life totally sold out like this, I wonder if when they look back 2,000 years later, or look at us 2,000 years later and go, I wonder what they've done with it. I wonder where they've taken it. 
Because it took me to an upside down cross. It took me to being thrown off a bill. It took me, I gave everything. I wonder how far they've taken. Oh, pictures and a meal and a weekend. And I'm not even talking about bunnies and eggs and all the other stuff of the world. I'm talking about we put things in a nice Easter weekend. But love does more. It should call us, there should be no such thing as Easter weekend. Are you with me? I thought about Easter, it's kind of funny. Statistically, we see uh, Christians, you know, obviously churches fill up all Sunday. You know, you just pack the house on Easter and that's your thing. And uh, it's interesting how we put Easter and the gospel and the power of the resurrection in the story, we put it in Easter and then much of the rest of the year is not thought about or talked about or, or lived out. And, and, and I'm not here to, to judge anybody or get on anybody, but I just want us to think about this. It's interesting how we leave Jesus and God in church and, and this at Easter and we come out in droves, but then the rest of the year, many people don't give attention to it. It's like going and celebrating somebody's anniversary that you're not married to. You don't participate with them throughout the year. You're not connected to them. You're not engaged with them or you show up to a birthday party of somebody you don't know. It's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing at this thing? I wonder if that's how sometimes we treat Easter. Are you with me? So love calls us to action. It can't be Easter weekend. It needs to be Easter lifestyle. Love in action. It's got to be alive in our heart. Now, church attendance doesn't qualify you to be living the Christian life. It's, it's on the inside. Are you with me? That's why 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions in truth. We got to be people who live this thing out, the love of God on the inside of us in action. That's why Jesus said when he said to people, hey, do you want to follow me? If you want to follow me, guess what you got to do? Take up your cross and follow me. You got to sacrifice. You got to live this thing. That's Jesus' words, not mine. It's not the pastor's opinion. He's saying, hey, look, if, if we want to do this thing right, if we want this story in the message of the greatest thing to ever happen in human history, if we want that thing to mean something, we have to be willing to give all. Amen? Just like Jesus did. And so Easter is not about this weekend. It's about the 4th of July. It's about the break room. It's about our grocery stores. It's about a lifestyle. One writer says when they describe the book of Acts, after all of this had happened with Jesus and all this is going down, they're saying the, the, the New Testament, the, the book of Acts Christians, it was described about them that they were living as if the resurrection was still happening. They had this mindset of like, it happened, it worked, he did it. Now let's live this thing out forever. Because everything's been giving, everything's been paid for, it's all here for us to go make a big difference. Amen? That needs to be said about our life. We have to transfer the message. We have to continue to speak of Easter and the resurrection and the empty tomb every day. Amen? There's a big problem that we see in Scripture, and it's the inability to transfer God's message. Uh, we see in Judges chapter 2, verse 10, that Joshua, the Scripture says, there's a great move of God, and Joshua leads people into the promised land. But then you see verses later, it says that the next generation followed the Lord no more. So you have people making it into the promised land and being led by God and seeing all this provision. But then there was an inability to transfer the message. Uh, Moses had Joshua as his disciple, his understudy. And then Moses positioned Joshua to go into the promised land because 
uh, Joshua was prepared to lead the people in, to, to make it happen. And I will say this, it gives us a good picture of why it's important for us as Christians to think generationally. Our message has to transfer. Easter has to be something we live in display for our kids. So I'm so thankful for kids space right now upstairs and uh, pe people are, are, are telling this story for the first time. Many kids right now today will hear the story of a God who loves them and died for them and cares about them because people are saying, hey, this has got to be a generational thing. Are you with me? So even though Joshua did amazing things, it only lasted a season because he didn't know how to pass it on. The scripture says in Genesis 18 that God chose Abraham because he had the ability to influence his children. So Father Abraham in scripture, the man chosen to be the father of many nations, many generations, the reason he was chosen is because he had the ability to transfer his message. We can't leave Easter on a weekend. We have to transfer the message. Are you with me? So they crossed over with the love has the ability to transfer the message. I would say this about our kids and our families. There's a thing that we say. You say it. Uh, your family says it even without saying it. Because your story, your message, the story, when it's love, it gets told and it gets duplicated. How many of you ever, your kids are, are growing up and they start doing something or saying something and you automatically go, yep, that's my kid. Because something got transferred into them, right? Sometimes it's goofy, sometimes it's silly, but sometimes it's a value. Uh, yesterday for me, Jess's family, uh, they, and I love to pick on Jess, you guys know that, you like it too, because uh, you laugh. <laughs> Uh, there, there's some things that you just inherently transfer as family. Uh, when we go to an Easter dinner or a dinner, you know, we go to a nice dinner. It takes about two and a half hours. And um, when their family gatherings happen, it, it's a weekend. You have to book sites and put in reservations and like there's all day hangouts. But to them, it's so natural. Why? Because it's been transferred. It's who they are. It's in who they are. It's, it's their love for one another. Does that make sense? I'm trying to say that's how it should be for us. We should have this ability to transfer the power and the message of resurrection and Easter, not just on a weekend, but in our lives. Let our kids experience this is who we are. This is what we do. It's God alive in us. Are you with me? So we have to be able to, to transfer. And uh, I thought about this. It's so simple because we even teach it to our kids at a young age. You all know the song, if I were, and I won't sing it because Maddie would get mad at me because it's awful. And, uh, but we all know the song. Okay, Bo's with me. I'll come over here and then. But we all know the song, This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Not going to hide it under a bushel. No. Why? Because it's important that we tell the message. It's important that we tell the story. It's important that we use our words to speak. I wonder, like when the Bible says life and death is in the power of our tongue, I wonder if that might mean us telling the story brings life or death. If we share it, it brings life. If we keep it under a bushel, it brings death. Are you with me? Easter is not about this weekend. Obviously, we know historically it is about this weekend. But I'm saying it's got to be a lifestyle because we have to tell the story and shine the light. Exodus chapter 27 tells this interesting little story uh, or that has this great scripture. It says, command the Israelites, or for us, that's us, the church, to bring your clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may keep burning. In order to have a flame, in order to have a light, you have to have oil, but you have to have pure oil. And where does the pure oil come from? Well, it comes from a pure place, but it also comes from a pressure place 
of pressing the oils. What am I trying to say? I'm saying in order for us to keep the message alive and keep the light of the world out, to be the light and to shine a light and to drive out darkness, in order for us to live out the, this little light of mine, we're going to have to go through some seasons of pressure. We're going to have to live out through some days of our life beyond Easter where it cost us a little. It cost us to remain pure. It cost us to, to be pressed and pressured, but it produces light for the world. Are you with me? But too many people quit at the pressure. The scripture is full of talking about us being the light. We know that Jesus is the light of the world, but as Christians, he equips us to go out and shine a light in darkness. I thought about Isaiah chapter 1, verse 31. It says, the mighty man will become kindling and his work a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the flame. Meaning when we put some work into it, we put some effort into living this lifestyle, just like the disciples, the apostles, where they gave everything. They put strong effort in. It's saying when you combine those two things, that's a flame, that's a light that can't go out. It'll be the light into darkness. Amen? I'll close with this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5 talks about uh, there's a story where there's victory happening and, and God is moving in his people. And literally, it talks about how uh, the armies and the people that are there to keep the fire alive, it says that they were uh, removing their boots. They were burning them, their clothes, their things to keep the flame alive at all cost. They were throwing everything in to keep the light happening. I hope that's said about our life, that when we notice, you know, our light may be dimming or things may be discouraging us, that we remove all hindrances at all costs to keep the light burning. Are you with me? To keep the Easter message alive and burning and going. Psalm 18, 28 says, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. We can be the light no matter what we see. The Easter message, the Easter story, that love in action, love does can continually burn because God is with us. John 18, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We don't have to stay in darkness. This world doesn't have to stay in darkness, but we gotta stay connected to the Savior, to the one who was resurrected. Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? You have the light of the world with you and in you. You have nothing to fear. There's nothing that can stop you. Let's go out and live this message and be an example and change communities because we have the light. Love does. James 1.7 says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He's with us. He doesn't change. He's believing in us. And then what's awesome about God is if he did it, he wants you to do it. He wants you to be it. And so we carry a light. The scripture talks about being the light. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's the story of Easter is that he chose you and he saved you and he redeemed you. You're a special possession so that you may declare his praises so that you can go into dark places and say, it doesn't have to be this way for you anymore. I've been drawn into the wonderful light. Come with me. Love does. Are you with me? John 1, 5 even tells a great story here. It says, the light shines in darkness and darkness has not overcome it. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. Meaning we can add to the light. We can shine the light. We can be witnesses and testify to the goodness of God and the resurrection. He himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. That's what we're called to be. We're called to come and and add and tell this story and shine the light brighter and drive out darkness. That's what Easter did for us. Some of you video gamers will understand this, but Easter was amazing. It was the ultimate level up. If you've played video games and you ever try to, you know, get something unlocked or pass a level and you level up, and then when you've leveled up, you now have this at your disposal and this at your disposal. You finally made it past that level and you're like all equipped. You finally got the the gold badge or the, you know, whatever. I don't know what they are. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but that's what Easter did. When that stone was rolled away and Jesus resurrected, you hit your ultimate level up. You have all that you need to change the world. You have all that you need to make a difference. You have all that you need to drive out darkness. You are the ultimate level up. So don't just leave it on Easter weekend. Let's make it an Easter lifestyle. Matthew chapter five, verse 14 talks about this clearly. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds or your love doing and glorify the father in heaven. That's how it's meant to be. We go live out, love does, and people see it and they're drawn to the goodness of God. But do you notice it said, hey, people don't hide their light under a bowl. They said instead they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. If we aren't love in action, if we don't do, if we don't shine a light, then people in the house don't have what they need. Meaning people in this world are stuck in darkness. They can't see. We need to come together and be the light and light the whole house. We have responsibility in this. Are you with me? So we can't let our lights go out. We have to keep this message of Easter beyond Easter weekend. I'm for cute pictures, and we're going to take them in a minute, and I'm for dressing up and and a good dinner, two and a half hours, not eight. Uh, But I'm for all that. But it's not what it's about, and you know that. But let's live this thing beyond Easter weekend. Let's do Easter lifestyle and let love do and shine a light so that we may light the house for others. 